0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. Of course, I'm the host that you guys love the most, Niall Huston. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we are continuing our series, 32 Teams in 32 Days, episode number 19, going over the Philadelphia Eagles today. If you guys missed the other two teams in this division, the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants, I highly suggest you go and check those out at some point of your life. If you missed the previous six team before that, I highly suggest you go check them out as well. We've gone over the NFC and AFC Norths, a, uh, NFC AFC South so going through both the NFC and AFC East divisions coming up here if you guys are new to 32 teams in 32 days let me give you guys a brief rundown on how this series works I will first go over my three key players that I think are a key to the team's success that will lead us to our first trivia question slash break of the podcast when we come back from break I will go over my two key draft picks as well as two key free agent signings I liked by the Eagles this year that will lead us to our second and final trivia question slash break of the podcast When we come back from that final break, I will go over my three keys to success as well as my predictions for the upcoming year. Without further ado, let's hop right into it. So I think it's pretty obvious to say that the first key player I have is Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts entered the league as a rookie last year, um, bounced around a couple different schools. He started his career at Alabama and then transferred over to Oklahoma. So he has played with two of the most prominent college football programs in the nation. Last year, Carson Wentz uh, took the starting role. And then slowly but surely, Jalen Hurts took the starting role towards the end of the year. Um, You know, passing-wise, I think Jalen Hurts did pretty bad. You know, he had a 52% completion percentage, 1,000 yards, six touchdowns, and four interceptions with a rating of 77.6. And that's not really that good. Um, But he's a very good runner and was very mobile and made plays with his legs as well, which helped kind of show that he's the future of that football team. Both Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts were struggling with passing the football, but Jalen Hurts had more of a ground game than Carson Wentz, and uh, I think the Eagles wanted to go in a completely different direction and kind of start building up again uh, with their time, you know, with Carson Wentz coming to an end. Um, so Jalen Hurts is a still very solid quarterback. He's going to rush for touchdowns as well, but the one thing he does got to work on is his passing ability. I think it definitely will improve this year. I'm not saying he's going to be you know, in the 100 ratings, but maybe in the 80 to 87 ratings, um, slowly improving as it gets more comfortable in the NFL, especially with a couple new additions that I'll talk about later um, that he has on his team, as well as some of the other key players that will help uh, him be successful around him. So I do like Jalen Hurts this year. Um, I do think he'll be the key player both on offense, running the football and both on offense, passing the football. Very excited to see what his second year will be. Um, very curious to see, you know, if he is the quarterback of the future, which I think the Eagles are trying to make it seem, um, that he'll be there for a while. But they also said the same thing with Carson Wentz. So his passing it can be improved, but other than that, a pretty solid quarterback in the NFL. He did miss yesterday's preseason game with a stomach illness, uh, infection, or something like that. Um, you know, again, not necessarily the biggest case scenario. He does have to rest for a couple of days. Um, the one maybe concern is that he won't have as much reps, um, you know, missing out on that game with only one preseason, preseason game left to go. Um, how fresh will he be starting the season this year? Darius Slay is my second key player. I really like Darius Slay, uh, one of the better cornerbacks in the league. 2017 was probably his best year, had eight interceptions and 60 tackles. You know, Darius Slay, a great cornerback. I think he joined the Eagles. Yeah, he joined the Eagles last year. Um, honestly, had a pretty solid year. Only had one interception, which was a career low besides his rookie year in 2013, um, but still made an impact having about his second highest total tackles. Um, I think cornerback position is really underrated for the tackling aspect of the game. Um, obviously, you're going to look at the cornerbacks to intercept the football and, and create turnovers, but you know, a good cornerback also is able to tackle and uh, be successful in that aspect of the game, not necessarily picking up every single ball, because that's just not going to happen. He came from a great defensive program in the Detroit Lions, and the Eagles have a great defense. I'm very curious to see if Jim Schwartz is still the defensive coordinator. I could be wrong about that. Um, But if he is, they have that connection there in uh, Detroit. Um, So, you know, you can see the impact that he made on that team last year. Um, My guess is this year he'll again go against some of the better receivers in the league. Uh, so expect maybe his production to go up a little bit compared to last year. Um, he has been kind of going in the wrong direction stat-wise the last couple of years. Um, a lot of people are maybe wondering if it's because he's getting older or just not as you know great as he used to be. But still a very good cornerback and a good player. That would be probably the main key to that Eagles defense, in order, especially the Eagles secondary, in order to be successful this year. And then I'm going to go with my guy, Devontae uh, Smith, the Heisman Trophy winner from Alabama. This guy is very quick, very mobile, very good downfield pass catcher. I really like Devontae Smith for multiple reasons. The first reason is he comes from the school of Alabama. Jalen Hurts, I think, spent three of his four years at Alabama. So they are on the same system. Um, you know, they, they have that connection in some shape or form. You know, they have that chemistry whether they played together or not, or were successful together or not. They have that same chemistry coming from the same defensive program, sorry, offensive program. Uh, Devontae Smith, you know the Heisman Trophy winner, um, he fell perfectly with the Eagles. I feel like the Eagles are always going out and getting some wide receivers uh, with their first-round pick, and really a lot of them haven't panned out. But I think Devonte Smith will pan out. I think Jalen Hurts will look to him early on, especially this year. I think he'll be a great fantasy receiver, maybe a wide receiver two or even flex wide receiver um, this year. So I definitely expect his targets and production to go up. Um, I think it helps that Jalen Hurts is the starting quarterback. Very excited to see what his rookie year. Um, will look like with the Philadelphia Eagles, and if he'll make an impact, which I think he will, uh, Week One, Game One, you know, when they travel. Actually, I don't know who they play Week One, but nonetheless, I expect a great rookie season from Devonte Smith, and I think he'll be one of the keys for that passing game down the line in years to come, especially if Jalen Hurts is still the quarterback. That's going to lead us to our first trivia question slash break for the podcast. The question is: Who is the all-time leading passer in Philadelphia Eagles history? Who is the all-time leading passer in Philadelphia Eagles history? The answer, when we come back, here on The Truth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. Before the break, I asked the question, who is the all-time leading passer in Philadelphia Eagles history? The correct answer is Donovan McNabb, 32,873 yards. Moving on to the next portion of the podcast here, I'm going to go over my two key draft picks as well as two key free agent moves that I like by the Eagles this year. The first one, third-rounder Milton Williams, defensive tackle from Louisiana Tech. Now Melvin Williams isn't coming from a power 5 school, isn't coming from one of those big time schools, but had a tremendous career there at Louisiana Tech. I think one of the best defensive linemen in the history. Um obviously had a great season last year for being at a small school and making his way up to, you know, a third round choice. Um definitely is a great interior defensive lineman. I think that's one of the m- very small relative positions that I think the Eagles really needed to do address this offseason. Quarterback, they're good. Running back, they're semi-good. Tight end, they're good. Cornerbacks are good. Safeties are good. Defensive line, I definitely think was their big issue. Um, going out and getting a guy like him is definitely going to help. He's a great run defender, and especially in that division, it's very important to be good at run defending. Um, we all know that, you know, going against the Cowboys or the football team, even the Giants for that matter, love to run the football. So having a good interior defensive lineman like Milton Williams to get off those blocks and make those tackles easier. Um, Prevent the extra yards, especially with the size that he is. I definitely can see him being a great defensive tackle in the league for years to come. Be very curious to see if he's going to spend the majority of his career um, with the Eagles or if he's going to go somewhere else. Fifth rounder, Kenneth Gainwell, running back out of Memphis. Kenneth Gainwell, one of the better running backs in the FBS. He led the FBS in total yards, I believe. Uh, So really solid running back. He does come from a very high-powered offense school and also offensive conference so very curious to see how his game was trans- transition over to the nfl um when he didn't really go against much defense because you are going to go against a lot of good defense i mentioned the red uh, the football team of uh, the cowboys the giants you know they're going to go against some good defenses i expect him to play i don't necessarily expect him to start um i think they got a lot of mix there you got miles sanders carry on johnson which we'll talk about in a minute Kenneth Gainwell now so you got a mix of running backs um, very curious to see how they're going to play him he's also very good in the passing game as well so expect Jalen Hurst if he is in the game to dump it off to him when need be and make make a couple man miss downfield so very mobile very um, energetic and you know very good player on the football field I really do like the Eagles going out and getting a guy like him I think he'll benefit their offense and fit in their offense particularly well As far as free agents are concerned, I like their first one, Anthony Harris, uh, coming from the Vikings. He spent his first six years with the Vikings. Last year was probably his best year in some aspects. Again, a safety. 2019 had six interceptions. Uh, 2020 had zero. But he had a career high by far in tackles with 104. So again, as a safety position, um, with that depleted secondary, he was able to kind of bolster and showcase his talents and how good of a player he really is i think he'll go over well to that philadelphia eagles defense alongside players like slay um milton even on that defensive line i think he'll transition well i don't expect him to hit six interceptions again um, but maybe a couple here and there and his tackle should be up as well um, definitely can compete with some of the best receivers in man coverage a great man coverage uh defender you know, he's really going to be able to you know, intercept the football if need be, but mainly tackle and prevent the big yardage that you know a lot of times results from bad defense. And then the final uh, free agent I liked was Kerryon Johnson, running back from the Detroit Lions. Last year, uh, didn't really have an impact. Uh, DeAndre Swift, I'd say, got most of the carries. He is 5'11", 212 pounds, so absolutely built. Comes from a great school in Auburn University. You know, he's going to be pushing for extra yards. He's gonna be, you know, fighting on those third and shorts or goal line situations. He's gonna be one of the better running backs in the league um, if he's healthy and can continue to stay healthy. You know, he comes from a pretty bad offensive line in Detroit. So his numbers aren't gonna jump off at the page, especially his average yards per carry, about 3.6, 3.5. Um, but if he gets to a good offensive line, which I think the Eagles offensive line isn't great. But definitely better than the Lions. Be very curious to see what his production is. I think Miles Sanders is going to be the lead running back there in Philly. I think there's, you know, no debating really about that. Um, But they're going to need a solid role player as well. And you got a new running back in the draft um, with, you know, the guy from Memphis. You got Carryon Johnson now, who I think will get more of the touches um, at the second team. And even if Miles Sanders get injured or Miles Sanders is struggling, you still got a reliable option in Carryon Johnson. He comes from. You know, the Detroit Lions, again, not eye-popping numbers. He's still relatively young in the league, um, can be a great role running back, and even a starting running back if he needs to. So really can do it all. Be very uh, curious to see how he's going to be this year. That's going to lead us to our second and final trivia question slash break of the podcast. And the question is, what was the first Super Bowl appearance for the Philadelphia Eagles? What Super Bowl was their first appearance for the Philadelphia Eagles? The answer, when we come back, only here on The Truth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. Before the break, I asked the question, what was the first Super Bowl appearance for the Philadelphia Eagles? The correct answer was Super Bowl XV. I seriously don't know what number that was. Um, Let's see, is that four? Super Bowl four? Because X is supposed to be one, V is supposed to be five, and if one's before five, I believe it's four. I could be wrong, but I believe that's four. If XV is four, I'm correct, I'm insane. I already knew that. I'm just letting you guys know. Uh, moving on to the final portion of the podcast here, I'm going to go over my three keys to success as well as my predictions for the upcoming year. The first key to success I have is the running game needs to be established. Yes, your offense wants to revolve around Jalen Hurts. We all know that, and so did the defenses that you're going up against. The running game needs to be established. I'd say more under center runs. I don't like when teams run from the shotgun um, a lot of the times. Now, obviously, you got to mix it up. Every time you go to the shotgun, you can't be passing the football, so mix it up. But go for some more downfield, under-center runs. Go for some more dives or stretches or even screens. You know They're not really runs, but you're at least doing something. Um, And then do play action out of it. Do drop-back passes, which I'm not a big fan of. um, But do something so it mixes it up because the running game really has not been that effective. Yes, Miles Sanders is going to get touchdowns, rushes, receptions, yards. But against some of the other better running-focused teams... They really don't compete in that many aspects compared to that. If you want Jalen Hurts to be successful, one of the keys is letting him feel comfortable and letting him be able to throw to the receivers he wants to and not have to feel pressured or anxious or worried or whatever it is. Um, And one of the ways to do that is establish the running game. I think that's what their main focus should be on the offensive side of things. I know it's just preseason, but they got their ass smacked by the Patriots losing 35 to zero. So. You know, clearly something's not working, especially in the running game. Yes, you want to establish Jalen Hurts, but you've got to establish the running game first. The D has got to contend with the crappy offenses in the East. We all know that East is the worst division that footballer has been for the last couple of years. I would say there are a lot of crappy offenses. I think Washington's football team is pretty crappy. Um, You know, Giants, obviously, they just got Saquon. Cowboys has got talent, so I guess maybe the Cowboys is the best defense or offense you're going to face. But the defense just got to keep them in the games. One of the main issues with the Eagles is their offense isn't able to do as much as they need. Um, So if the running game, I'm sorry, the defense can contend with, you know, teams in the East and put up numbers to keep them from scoring so that the offense is more comfortable and more efficient, then that's all they need to do. They're not needing to hold them to five points a game or seven points a game. I don't know why I got five. Seven points a game, that's just really not going to happen every game. It's probably rarely going to happen throughout your season. Just contend and, you know, make turnovers. Put your offense in the prime positions to score, because if they do that, they really should be fine. And then finally, Jalen Hurts, show that you're the main guy. Jalen Hurts is the future, at least for the moment. There's a lot of expectations and a lot of hype, and, you know, respectively so. I think for a rookie season, he had a pretty good year. You're seeing the numbers that you were expecting. This year has definitely got to be a little bit better if he wants the uh, the, the Eagles to contend for a Super Bowl, rather. Um, and on, on, honestly, I think it's going to be another division where if you know you win it, you're in. If you don't, you're out. You know, I think the wild card will go to some other teams. So you really just got to focus on your division games. Obviously, you have to focus on the other ones. But if Jalen Hurst can establish you know, those big primetime games, um, Thursday night football, Sunday night football, Monday night football, whatever it is, um, I really do expect a good season and even a good career for him. As far as predictions go, I do expect him to go 6-10 and 10 and finishing third. Um, you know, I don't think they're going to be insane this year. I really don't. But I also don't think they're going to be bad. I think they're going to start off a little rough, um, but then slowly find their way towards the end of the season Was a little bit too late. Maybe knock off some teams or upset some teams or whatever. But I just don't expect them to make the playoffs this year. I think they're heading in the right direction. They dedicate a couple key free agents as well as draft picks. And, you know, they have a good core. Uh, but they definitely need a lot more improvement, in my opinion, if they want to make any success and make any waves going into the season this year. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of 32 Teams in 32 Days, episode number 19. Tomorrow we will finish things off in the NFC East with the Washington football team. Uh, Like I said, if you guys missed the previous 18 episodes, feel free to go check them out. I hope you guys are really enjoying the series. I think also today I'm going to be posting my 12-team fantasy mock draft, so we're getting closer to fantasy season. I think I have drafts coming up in the next week. Um, or a week and a half, so getting really close to fantasy season. Want to get those mock drafts out for you guys in case you guys are getting ready to draft. If you guys uh, enjoyed the series, let me know. Uh, follow the Twitter at the uh, Truth as One um, to get the latest information, including upload dates, uh, information, podcast schedule, you name it. And uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening uh, to another episode. I hope you guys are staying safe, staying healthy, and I'll talk to you guys in the next one. As always, it's your boy Niall Hassan signing out. Take care, peace.